This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Well, if you have to take us with you, use TuneIn Radio or the Radio Player Canada app. Awesome apps to download to your smart device. Really good time, folks, because you can get us, take us with you, and the quality, absolutely amazing. Check out AMI-audio by doing a search, and you can listen to Kelly and Company anywhere you go. TuneIn Radio and the Radio Player Canada app. Kelly McDonald here, host of the program in the London, Ontario home studio. On the Chatty Bookshelf, we talk all things audiobooks with Ryan Huey. Who knew an entire library could fit inside your pocket? My name is Ryan Huey. This is the Chatty Bookshelf, and we talk all things audiobooks. So this guy keeps really busy. Of course, we know he keeps busy reading audiobooks, listening to them all the time. Um, we're on the cusp of a wonderful conversation here. I think there's going to be some... Real thought here, Ryan, coming up, but 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 first, let's take care of other business. Welcome back to the show. How are you, sir? Hey, thanks for having me. Great to be back. I love the Friday afternoon uh, and the vibe, you know, opening the doors to the weekend. So, yeah, thanks for having me. But guys, it is week 16, final week, can you believe it, of Audiobook Sync. So get your two free audiobooks. They just came out on Thursday, and these are the final two. But if you are just signing up, you can also go back uh, for 15 weeks and get those two free books, right? So they're yours to keep forever, and you can listen to them as many times as you want. So definitely take advantage of this program, and you can sign up at audiobooksync.com. Uh, so really check it out, guys, because it's such a good program. This is the fifth year, and you better believe it's probably going to be back because it's so popular. You did that well. I think the NFL people, the media that covers are going to be after you. This is week 16. You did really well with that. Um, so here's, a, uh, since we're talking about many years of, of this happening, and of course we've been having you do this on the show for uh, more than that uh, with the Chatty Book Show, uh, I have to ask, so is Friday just that day? Is it that way for you that you could finish up work and you do want to crawl in with an audio book? Would you, if you have the half days in the summertime, does it just seem to be the right day to listen or in your case right through the whole weekend? What do you mean? Wait for work to end. Uh, sometimes <laughs> I got Jaws in one ear and then the audiobook in the other. Uh, Look, you know, man, I know some on... of your coworkers listen to the show. Forget it. I'm not saying anything like that because next week you'll be angry at me. No, I'm just saying, you know what? It depends what I'm doing. If I'm doing some of the admin stuff or some of the travel, hey, I'm coming home from a week on the road. Right, um, right. It, you know, I, I get the benefit of listening to the audiobook uh, while I'm working without uh, penalty, right? So I, I can kind of do that. From time to time, uh, not all the time, but uh, I do. That's why I kind of look forward to the administrative days, and uh, you can kind of just, <laughs> you know, either get the music going, get the audiobook going, and uh, just get in the zone and, and go for it. But you're right, I, I do um, continue to listen over the weekend. I, I get as much in as I possibly can, and just trying to to reach my um, my goal, my Goodreads goal this year, and we'll see because I've. I upped it. I this is the most I've uh, ever done in a year, so I'm hoping that I can get to that point. But with football season coming up, uh, you know, a lot of uh, fantasy football drafts happen in the next couple of weeks. I think it might be a struggle. So it's mm. uh, priorities, right? Well, as they say in football, interference call. So 
Um, but I know when we put the show together, we really wanted to have, have this to be that jump off point for the weekend, for the book reading, to have people have something like that, the entertainment uh, feel of the show. So let's, let's get to the business at hand. What are we talking about today? This is super cool to me. I saw a tweet that came out on Tuesday from our friends at audiobooks.com. And it got me thinking because it started off and it said, you know, there was, it was a three part tweet. And the first part said, you know, traditionally, um, you know, book covers, artists and marketing teams and publishers pay a ton of money to have the best cover to sit it on the shelf or sit it, you know, in the in the app, uh, uh, Apple Books, whatnot, that sort of thing. And it's eye catching. You know, don't judge a book by its cover probably isn't so true. Right. So does that matter with audiobooks? Like, again, traditionally, audiobooks were kind of made for those with a print impairment that didn't actually read the the ebooks or the print books. So a lot of people don't see the cover. But does that matter? Does it entice you to read the book? And so many questions just came popping up in my in my mind. Should should people be spending money on them? Do authors, do uh, publishers want to spend money on them? Is it just as simple as transferring the 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 hardcover book cover to um to, to the audiobook, right? And it's interesting because uh, I don't know if this is an Apple kind of voiceover function or if this is um, an audio, uh, uh, audible.com function, but it's kind of really good at describing what the covers of the books are when you click on the picture, right? When you So I was kind of curious, um, does it matter? Like for, for yourself, Kelly, would, a, you know, the Martian book cover, you know, does it entice you to say, oh yeah, I want to read that book? Or is it just like, well, you know, it, it is what it is. It's just kind of there, right? I, I like to know what what it would be but i'll be honest with audiobooks i don't think about it unless they they you know from the from the book cover or something like that and again that's usually the text or whatever as opposed to the description of whatever the picture would have been even in the days when we didn't have audiobooks out there when it was just somebody reading it you you would find the odd book that would describe a little bit of that i, I think it was very very rare and i know myself i don't generally think about it ryan except when I think about audiobooks, I think about Audible and not not necessarily being a user of, of any of the official let's buy from here, let's entice you. Because I always think going into, you know, you go into a library, you go into a um, chapters or something like that, and you're looking around and you may pick up an audiobook. Obviously, I'm aware, well, there's got to be something there that people, you know, have. Now that we have go to totally online, I think, okay, well, what are they using online? Do they take that book matter, that information, that cover and is that, I'm assuming, where you go get your preview, where you select the book and check it out um, and, and buy it, that you see that same artwork. But I never think about it. I, I would never really even more than just go unless I heard graphic. And I'm not even sure I'd think, oh, is that the author, a picture of the author? Is it the, I don't know if I, until this discussion, would have thought it was the front cover matter. And you know what? I would agree with you. Uh, you know, I, I never really thought about it until um, the the so-called alt text and, and you know, the, the voice descriptions kind of right. have become front of the media. It's, it's, it's kind of cool to have that on your on your pictures and stuff now, right? Whether it's Facebook or wherever. But I think it's it's kind of a really good thing. And it's kind of made, uh, I guess, book covers, uh, audio book covers a little bit more relevant to the, the vision impaired community because now we get that description. I find myself kind of looking for them a little bit more and I'm, and I'm not paying a, a, you know a crazy amount of attention to it but hey if the book is called the martian like 
what's on the front of the cover, right? Like, what, what does it look like kind of thing? And I'm, I'm very interested now to kind of see it because a couple of my favorite authors have some really great book covers. Uh, and I guess they are spending the money, right? They're spending the time getting the artist or uh, getting the publisher to, to graphic artists, wh whatever it is that, that they're using to kind of look at this and say, okay, well, we're going to make this and this is going to be the cover. And uh, it's kind of cool because uh, Jeremy Robinson, one of my favorite science fiction uh, authors, I went back and before we came on the show today and I was uh, looking at some of his covers and I'm like, wow, he must put some major, major money into this because some of them, like even the comments in, uh, there's a Facebook group of, uh, of, of kind of his favorite fans and uh, they, they say that every cover cover gets better than the last one so uh again matters to the vision the vision you know the sighted community right but to us maybe not so much but now it's kind of coming well, to the forefront and i really like i think that. that's why because we have the screeners we have the technology to put that in front of us where before you picked up a book and the most we might notice is something about the shape, the size of it, or whatever. The 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 authors are obviously going to still for advertising the book, um, still have to make that front matter, that cover. That's all part of the package. What I would wonder, Ryan, in that sense, is getting somebody, or or you know whether you're using Be My Eyes or or something like that, somebody to describe the actual hard copy or the book, because I'm sure even when you talk different sizes of books. I wonder if there's differences, color differences, if uh, if it's a soft cover version of the book, you know, there's so many tabletop book versus, you know, the full novel of a book and, and different things like that. I don't know how different the artwork is versus now posting that stuff online, which makes us get that um, AI description or whatever it might be, the alt text that tells you and, and intrigues us because I'm... I know as collectors, people who would collect stuff, they'll say, hey, I want this version of the book because, and, and you'd get that with, you know, Billy and I were talking about albums earlier, different albums and different CDs. See, I was thinking video games, like they'll put out a limited right. edition and it's like, okay, there's only 200 of this cover or whatever. And I'm, I'm wondering if that's kind of the next step, right? Because let's face it audiobooks are just not for the visually impaired community anymore, right? They're pretty mainstream. So I think in a sense, the authors, the the publishers, the the marketing teams are, are getting that right as well. So it's like, hey, it's not just the, our blind folks that are that are reading these books and listening to them now. It's pretty mainstream. It's like we need to entice people with their eyes. Let's make the, and I think the, the covers are getting a little bit more attention. And I think they're going to wind up going into, oh, there's, you know, 55 downloads of this special edition or however many. And you know what? You get the, the this cover instead of that one or access to something kind of thing. And I, I believe that is kind of where we're heading because just when you think the the marketing team for every publishing company has kind of hit its limit and they're running out of ideas, they come up with the most crazy idea and, and they're usually pretty Pretty darn awesome, right? So I, I really like uh, where this is heading. And I, I love the alt text. I love the accessibility because it's it's cool to have that diversity and inclusion into your your work and into your social media posts and things like that. But it's it's really, really cool to see kind of the evolution of the audiobook, right? Because even like five years ago, like this wasn't a concern. And I believe we've talked about uh, Neil Gaiman and everybody, you know, doing the the audio autographs, right? It's not so much, hey, get your audiobook signed anymore. It's like, here's a special, hey, Ryan, you bought my book. Thank you so much. This is Neil Gaiman and blah, blah, blah kind of thing, right? So you get that kind of recording too. It's really, some of the things are just unbelievable what's coming out. 
be interesting too when those signatures can be on that artwork that you can retrieve as you buy it you know when it comes down if you pay the extra for that signed copy if there's so many available things that they can do digitally so shortly or can now really but i stop and think as you mentioned earlier at one point uh, I always say refer to them as talking books because that's what they were when they were created for us. There wasn't that need to worry about front matter uh, or anything that, that those details on the covers. But you do wonder as we move into this not being something just for the low vision blind community, it's mainstream. I often wonder how much the blind community is even thought about or the print restricted community. Now, because this is such a huge business, if this is just something that, that is accessible to us because technology now for websites makes it so, makes it built in to what is set up uh, to be compliant. Like, you know, what, I don't know how much anyone's even remotely thinking about, um, oh, well, we want to make sure that our accessible audience, because I don't, the accessible mm-hmm. audience, the right. low vision blind audience yeah. is tiny now compared to and, the overall. And you have to wonder how much the marketing and the artist team and, and all the graphics team is looking at how much time are we spending on this? And, you know, it's for a small, like you said, small portion of the, of the audiobook community. It's not really for the majority anymore. And it's, yeah. uh, cause it, that does happen from time to time. And I hope it, uh, in other industries, um, with things too. So I'm hoping that, you know, even with like the graphic novels where we're making, um, you know, comic books, uh, more accessible, right? Very visual media, but now it's, it's coming into being more accessible through screen readers and, and that kind of thing. So I'm hoping that it sticks. I'm hoping it doesn't take the, the turn to negative town, right? And we actually go and, and, and have the, the accessibility that, that we're striving towards and just keep moving towards it, right? Because the conversations are happening. The, the accessibility is kind of out there. It's just, let's keep it up and let's not get complacent. Let's just keep it built right into everything that goes on. And it just happens to work that way because that's just the way we build the websites and so on. Thanks, pal. Have a great weekend, everybody. Ryan Huey joins us every Friday on Kelly and Company. We call it the Chatty Bookshelf, and we get into all sorts of conversations. He brings the latest news and lots of thought-provoking discussion to regarding our audiobooks as we get ready to settle on back for the weekend and take in your books. Coming up next, let's revisit and weigh in on uh, conversations from the past week. Matt Agnew is going to join me for that. This will uh, include a few segments of it that we talk about from this past week on the program. It's called Cut for Time. Stay tuned. I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.